You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's simply at Joe Kilgallen. Give the podcast a follow as well. That's at Locked On Cubs. And I have to start off with an apology. This podcast should have been up on for your ride to work. It should have been ready for your morning commute. But I was at the Cubs game last night, Tuesday night, at beautiful Wrigley Field. And it was a heck of a game. But get this. Someone poisoned my beer. They put they put a lot they put alcohol in the beer. Do you know they put alcohol in the beer? And so, you know, for the kids listening, you gotta you gotta be careful for with that. You gotta make sure you're you're keeping the beer close to you so people aren't spiking it with alcohol. And then you get home too late and and you disappoint podcast listeners by not having the podcast up on time. We don't want that, right? This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Everyone, download the IO, go to the iOS store, everyone, and download the Locker Room app and find one of our lockdown rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. I'll be talking about Kyle Hendricks and how amazing he's been for the Cubs lately, just showing up like an ace. There was questions of whether or not Kyle Hendricks was an ace earlier in the year. I think he has really turned the corner and has been like a stopper. Whenever we need a big start, he has been that guy. So a lot to love about what Kyle Hendricks is doing right now. I'll also be uh, talking about the NL Central standings a little bit. The Cubs are now 11 and 10 in the month of June. So, you know, some of the overreactions that we've been seeing, 11 and 10. They have a chance. I know it gets tougher with the Dodgers coming in. We got the Brewers still. But again, we have a chance to finish above 500 in the month of June. So we're still in a good spot. I want to remind everyone of that. And I'll be sharing with you one of my favorite Wrigley moments. Had some great ones last night. Shout out to Club 400. Shout out to my guy Stu over there for hooking it up with the tickets. What a great dude. It's a charity. Cubs fans helping Cubs fans. Club 400. Can't recommend it enough. Follow them on Twitter. The dude's the best. Also shout out to some of the other Cubs fans I've seen. Super fans like Crawley from Crawley's Cubs Kingdom and the San Ranto Podcast. Also Danny Rocket from San Ranto Podcast. Ran into him. Also, I got to meet Mike. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Mike Presnowski. I think that's what it is, right? Presnowski. Met that dude too. So good times all around at the old ballpark, Wrigley Field. His first game back uh, since they've gone to 100% capacity. It was 34,000, so it wasn't a sellout, which kind of reiterates some points I've been making over the last really couple weeks. The Cubs have yet to hit that 40,000 number, which we all know the 40,000 is basically a sellout at Wrigley Field. They haven't gotten there. They had one Saturday afternoon, 39,000, but it's been around 35,000, 34,000. It was 32,000 on Monday night. I bring this up because I want ownership to see those numbers and think to themselves, man, what if we trade everybody, don't re-sign fan favorites, and kind of have this rebuild starting in 2022? What's the attendance going to be like then? It's going to be 20,000, pal. You're going to spend the money. Highest ticket prices in baseball. Come on, Tom. We loved you once before. We will love you again if you do the right thing. Do right by the fans. We know you're making money. I was there last night. Okay? Plenty of beer being drank by all the all around. Plenty of hot dogs being stuffed in faces. I actually burned my fingers. Hopefully they're okay now. Ooh, could have had a lawsuit going at you, Wrigley, but I would never do that. They had like this hot hot dog thing out. You know, I thought I was get, going by the condiments. I get my hot dog, I turn. There's like a little ledge for something. And it looked like a condiment thing that you like lift up to get the ketchup and the mustard and the pickles and the relish and all that good stuff. 
Yeah, I put ketchup on my hot dog. So what? I'm so sorry. I, I look and don't call me not a real Chicagoan. Born and raised in the city. Okay. So sick and tired of the, oh, you put ketchup on your hot dog. Same people who say it's gross to put ketchup on their hot dog, put diced tomatoes on their hot dog. What is ketchup other than smashed up tomatoes? You fools. I'm sticking up for all of us out there who have been shunned, who have been made to feel like we're outcasts for putting ketchup on our hot dogs. How dare you? I will put whatever I want on my, no, some things are gross, but Ketchup on a hot dog is actually pretty solid. I don't know why people don't like it. It's good on a burger. It's good on a lot of meat, this ketchup. Don't put it on a steak, though, unless you get a real white trash steak thing going on. And then, all right, fine, go for it. All right, back to the, the matter at hand. But I did. I put my hand on this thing, and instantly I was like, oh, my God, I burned my fingers. And I just sh- keep my fingers in my beer. And these are my bowling fingers. You know what I'm saying? So I, had, I, had, I didn't want the, the tips of those to be all messed up. Screw up my bowling game. All of a sudden, I'm not picking up splits. Can't have that. Great game at Wrigley Field. But again, like I said, the ownership needs to see that and be like, whoa, if we're not selling out a first place team on a beautiful June night, we're going to be in trouble. And you need the TV ratings for the marquee network. Okay, so let's let's spend the money in the offseason. All right, let's talk about the game at hand. The Cubs, you know, they needed this win. You know, they've been reeling a little bit, as they say, and it was a nice victory because they got the start they needed. Kyle Hendricks went six innings. Four hits, no runs, no earn, no walks, five Ks. ERA is down to 3.84. Again, though, I've said this in the past. You take away those two starts against Atlanta where he absolutely got shelled, giving up like seven runs and two innings. His ERA is probably below three at this point. It's probably where it was last season, around 2.84. I don't know if it's a full run to be lowered, but it'd be around that time, around that mark. Chafin did, was Chafin did one inning. Tapera gave up his first run in a long time. So no, and, and they were up by a lot. So he can't even get mad. He, uh, he loaded the bases with nobody out. And I remember at one point, I thought manager David Ross was going to come out, but it was just Tommy Hadovy to, to chill him out a little bit. And then I'm like, yeah, I got I got happy at that moment because I realized Ross had faith in Tapera. Because with this new three batter rule out of bullpens, sometimes when it becomes bases loaded, nobody out, it's like, all right, get this guy out of there. You, but you have to wait. I remember we had that, that horrible game early in the year where Workman came in, who has since been cut from the team. He loaded the bait, walked the bases loaded and wasn't even close to any of these pitches. And I remember going like, well, you're stuck with the three batter rule. He, he walked the first two guys nowhere near the strike zone. And I'm sure any other circumstances, you'd be like, get this guy off the mound ASAP. But because of the three batter rule, he had to suffer out there. And we as fans had to suffer too. So I kind of like the three batter rule. It does move things along a little bit, creates a different kind of strategy. Hendricks probably would have gone deeper but it was only a one nothing game at that point, and we had an opportunity to score, and score we did. I didn't finish the, the line. Winkler closed it out uh, one inning, uh, no no walks or strikeouts, just a bunch of, uh, I think a couple flyouts and a ground out. But it was a beautiful game at Wrigley Field. Got to love it. Yes, and the attendance was 34, I'm sorry, 35,493. I thought it was 34. And it was a nice quick game, two hours, 51 minutes. The sixth inning, though, is when, Kyle Hendricks uh, got lifted for a pinch hitter. So he went six strong innings. Again, he could have gone more. Hendricks only pitched, uh, I guess, 93 pitches. I guess that was about right. I don't know why I thought he was in the 80s, but he was grooving. Even though it was 93 pitches, it wasn't like a, any stress, really. Like I said before, he scattered four hits across six innings, no walks, too, which you absolutely love to see. Hendricks is now 10-4 and four on the year. Now, I'm not the biggest proponent of a win-loss record for pitchers because there's so much of it they can't control. Like Edward Alzali is four and six, but he's pitched better than that. 
So, but it is cool with Hendricks because I always thought Joe Madden pulled Hendricks too soon, too often in games. We all know famously game seven, Hendricks probably could have kept going. And he, you know, pitched him, he took him out four and two thirds, brought in John Lester with a runner on already, which didn't never made sense. Maybe I'll revisit that uh another time when there's like an off day, just have something else to talk about. I don't want to dive too deeply into some of the stuff I questioned with Joe Madden using Kyle Hendricks in the past. But I like that David Ross gives Hendricks more of a chance to go deeper. I say that after he only went six innings. But that's also, hey, though, the universal DH comes into play. Kyle Hendricks isn't getting lifted. And your starter gets to go. I know people like the strategy of that, but I'm over it. I am 100% pro-universal DH. I hope I'm not offending any of my listeners with that because I know some people are very strict to no baseball's played this way when you think when we think about it though it doesn't make sense for one league to have a dh and the other league not to and pitchers can't hit every now and then a pitcher hits a double and everyone's like see you want to take that away from the game i'm like yeah i do i want to take away an occasional double one out of every 500 plate appearances from a pitcher like what are you talking about like it's that exciting i'm just saying i bring up kyle's win total though because if he got he could get 20 wins is not out of the realm of possibility, and that would be a real cool thing for one Kyle Hendricks. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you could talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I've already, I've hosted one Locker Room. I plan on hosting some more, so definitely keep following along with the podcast and follow the at Lockdown Cubs on Twitter to to let you know. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join the conversation about the league. They've got everything, NBA, MLB, NFL, anything you could think of. you got people talking sports, right? It's the best. Uh, So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the conversation. So you can get the latest league updates. You're going to want to follow me at Joe Kilgallen at Lockdown Cubs as well uh, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you don't want to miss any of this, so feel free to get in on the action. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Wealth front, everybody. Day trading is super popular right now. Everyone's talking about it, right? And it can be a lot of fun. But if you really want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, so why do it alone? Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion, that's right, $20 billion with a big old capital B, dollars of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com. Lockdown MLB. I really want you guys to hear me on this one because this is super important. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. I got to add that part. Go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown MLB. Go to wealthfront.com lockdown MLB to get started today. All right, let's talk about the Cubs sixth inning because it was an exciting one. Uh, the So just to go over it a little bit here. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't finish the box score roundup for you, everybody. I apologize. Again, I'm a little I'm a little hungover. I'll just be honest with everybody. So if my voice sounds different. You'll know why. Jock Peterson, one for three, two RBI, very clutch double the other way that really kind of, you know, put the crowd at ease. Because, you know, one nothing game. The only one run was a Chris Bryant home run. And I feel like I kind of called the Chris Bryant turnaround. Monday night, he was 0 for 2 with two walks. But I love the plate approach. 
he started to be a little more selective at the plate. A lot of times when players are struggling, they open up their, they expand the strike zone a little bit, and you don't want to see that. So Brian had a nice game. He went one for three with the home run, two runs scored, and drew another walk. Javi Baez was one for three. I'm sorry, one for four with an RBI uh, double. And what was really cool, I'm sorry, it was an RBI single. He, he ripped it, though, real well. Uh, Javi struck out his first two at plate appearances and looked bad. And, you know, first game back after being pulled for lackadaisical play, being pulled for not paying attention, lack of focus. He, he didn't know how many outs there were, wasn't taking a lead off the pitch before. And I agreed. I agreed with manager David Ross. So a lot of Cubs fans were like, I bet Javi has a great game. He's going to show up motivated. I think he was pressing those first two at best because he just went up there hacking. And uh, thankfully, though, got the big clutch hit. That's what Javi does, though. Javi's a clutch ball player. You got to be a clutch ball player when you are only hitting 226 with like a 260 on base percentage, which, again, is disturbingly low. And you still have, what is he, a 45 RBI. It's incredible. He's one of the top RBI guys in all of baseball. And he led the league in RBIs back in 2018, uh, the season when he was an MVP runner-up. Wilson Contreras went yard. He had a great game, two for four. He's had back-to-back multiple hit games, so it's nice to see him coming out of it. Patrick Wisdom, who uh, had a rough game on Monday night, and really, obviously, the average is taking a dip. We weren't going to expect him to hit 360 all year, right? But he still, his outs were hard hit outs. So um, he went one for four with one RBI, and it was a nice shot. Opposite field blast right off the edge of the bat. Or not off the edge of the bat, but like he really... He went the other way with the pitch beautifully is what I'm trying to illustrate for everybody. And uh, Jake Marisnik had a rough day at the plate, 0 for 4, 2K. Jason Hayward went 0 for 3. Alcantara, 1 for 3. He really got things going, and so did Ortega. Uh, Alcantara had the double, which was awesome. Hit it well right off the wall. Ortega went the other way, and it was nice. It was nice at bat. I'm sorry, he didn't go the other way. He pulled it to right field. And... uh and it was a great plate approach. I love what he did. Two strikes protecting, just trying to hit the ball, like the, pull the ball just to move the runner along at the very least, which is a nice plate approach from a pinch hitter. You know, you're sitting there on the bench waiting for your chance. He comes in, great mindset. I thought Alcantara should have came around to score, but he kind of came up grabbing the leg a little bit. And I'm thinking, are we going to have another hamstring issue? What is happening with hamstrings across America right now? On the other side of town, a bunch of White Sox players are having hamstring issues. I think it's a whole thing all across baseball. It's going to be studied. Some people were talking is it because of the short season last year. Is this a residual effect from that? And they're going full go again. And I don't know. Baseball is one of those sports, though, where it's a lot of full sprints and complete stops. And that will wreak havoc on your hamstrings. That was a great play, though. So Ortega, does it. Alcantara's right there. And you're like, all right, come on. What do we got here? Jock Peterson. Just absolutely. He's another guy who's got the clutch gene. I really believe that. If you look at his playoff numbers, his regular season with the Dodgers last year wasn't spectacular by any means. It wasn't very good. But his postseason, he hit like 390 in all of the playoffs. Hit a few home runs, too. I think he's got like nine career postseason home runs. So he's been a big October performer, and I think he just likes that spotlight anyway. You know, So that's that put the Cubs up four runs right there. Uh, Baez ended up driving in a run right there. So four runs in the sixth. That made it 5 nothing. Everyone's like, all right, party time at Wrigley. We're feeling good right now with our bullpen. 5 nothing with our bullpen. Might as well be a slaughter rule. We, I, I really thought, I remember yelling at one point, slaughter, let's, let's end this game right now. Cleveland's not coming back. Let them save face. Let them catch their flight. I don't know if they were leaving 
tonight? I don't know. But hey, this game's done. And then we added two more with Wilson Contreras and Patrick Wisdom going back to back. Love to see it. It's a beautiful thing. I didn't mention this. I should have. Kyle Hendricks now. Again, I mentioned the 10 and 4. But over his last, he's won eight in a row, 2.45 ERA. How about that? Just the strikeout to walk ratio is phenomenal too. The whip is under one in that stretch. He has just been killing it. The ace that we'd love to see. And Kyle Hendricks is a guy who we have for two more seasons after this year. And I'm not saying do anything with him right away, of course. Let's let these next two years play themselves out. But I would not be against adding another three years, say after the 2022 season. Because he's a guy like a Greg Maddox who I could see pitching very well into his late 30s. Maddox pitched well into his early 40s even. I'm not saying he's Greg Maddox, of course. Greg Maddox is a Hall of Famer and one of the greatest pitchers of all time. But I'm saying like it's a similar skill set. You know, as long as his fastball doesn't drop down to like 79. But I think, you know, he's guys who don't overthrow it and don't really have a lot of like wear and tear. They're going to last a while. He doesn't rely on velocity to get hitters out. So I could see Kyle Hendricks pitching very well into his late 30s. So he's the guy that, I'm not saying, because again, we have him for two more years, no rush, but he's a guy that definitely I could see the Cubs re-upping with in a couple more years because as he ages, he could just become a back-end guy. He is prone to when he's off-off being lit up like a Christmas tree because again, it's a fat fastball right down the middle of the plate. But for the most part, he's been on. Again, just take away those two Atlanta starts and Kyle has had a wonderful season. And I know you can't take away starts from it's all part of your, your your back of your baseball card, but that team just owns him. Some teams just own a player. That's just that's the way it goes. Like if you were to tell me Jake Arrieta was going to face the Pirates the rest of the season and only the Pirates, I'd be like, cool, we could keep Jake in the rotation because he always pitches well against Pittsburgh, always has. So those are just some few of the things you got to think about. Um, but other than that, the Cubs still need to get a starter. They need to get a starter. That's going to be an issue that comes up. But again, we should be feeling good. We're 11 and 10. We're in first place. 11 and 10 of the month of June, I meant to say. First place. We got the Dodgers coming in soon. I'll be breaking that down um, because the Cubs have an off day today. So for the podcast, you'll hear tomorrow morning, Thursday's podcast. That I'll preview the Dodgers, talk about kind of how the Cubs and Dodgers have been the top, the cream of the crop of the NL over the last I was almost at NL Central, but I meant like NL, like the whole league over, you know, since like 2015, both teams, Dodgers longer than that. But yeah, I'll break that all down for you guys on tomorrow's podcast. Built Bar, everybody. I have been loving Built Bar. I have. I got to try it more of these flavors. They have nine delicious flavors. Were you aware of that? They've got coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. That's my one. That's my spot right there. Peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Not caramel, caramel. I get real weird about that. It's like scenario, scenario. Which one do you say? And they're delicious and they're good for you. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar. That's the one you got to look out for. All these other bars that tell you, hey, have us in the morning. We got your energy for you. You check the back of that. You look at the back of that, the packaging. It'll be like 25 grams of sugar. That's That'll kill you. You don't want that. That's why you want Built Bar, everybody. So make sure you order today. Here's the offer. It's fantastic. You go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's right. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. 
Bet online, everyone. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. McGregor Poirier, fight number three coming up. The rubber match between the two of those. So you're going to want to put some money on it. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big, I like Conor McGregor a lot, but I feel like he's just got too much money. He just made another couple hundred million dollars off of his whiskey sale. So it's like, how much desire do you have to get punched in the head when you have that much money in the bank? That's why they say all the, the best fighters have always been poor once they get too rich. Anyway, it's the plot of Rocky 3 or 4. Before your next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the action. Sign up bonuses and contest information. So head to the website on your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, Cubs fans. I've been doing a thing where, you know, every few podcasts, I've been sharing some of my favorite Wrigley Field memories in honor of the 2021 season and 100% capacity back at the friendly confines. You know, after a long, hard 2020, it's nice to see. It really is nice to see Wrigley rocking again. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. It's just one of a kind place. You you, you walk up those steps. You know, say you enter right the corner of Wave, Waveland and uh, or well, if you enter it, well, anywhere you enter, it's fantastic. It's really feel. But when you enter at the corner of Clark and Addison, and you come up those steps, and then just Wrigley, just oh, just it's it's phenomenal. I almost want to be like the dad in the movie Rudy. Or when he when he goes to Notre Dame game for the first time, and it's just like this is the most beautiful thing my eyes have ever seen. You know, looking back on that, the movie Rudy, it's a little sad that it took his father that long to go to a Notre Dame game. You know, I know they're a real blue collar and stuff like that, and he had a lot of mouths to feed. But you think at some point, you know, he had a lot of grown sons. You think at one point they'd been like, "Hey, for Father's Day, we bought you tickets the following fall. You're going to go see." Notre Dame versus, I don't know, Illinois or Michigan. I don't know what their schedule was like back then. But like you'd think they would have sprung for tickets for the guy. He walks in going, this is the most beautiful thing my eyes have ever seen. And Joliet to South Bend, that's an easy drive because they lived in Joliet, the the, the Rudy family. Or the Rudigers or something like that. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. But I definitely always think of that moment when I first walk into Wrigley because it's also like this is the most beautiful thing my eyes have ever seen. And even with the big scoreboard now, the Jumbotron, whatever they're calling it, the video board, it's still, they did a good job. You got to give them credit for still making the interior film magical. I know a lot of people are upset by all the stuff around the ballpark and how they, they turn Wrigleyville into this like suburban mall area. And it's like, you know what? I, there, look, I missed the Taco Bell. I missed the McDonald's. I got McDonald's on the way home from the game last night. <sighs> mistake. That was a mistake. Okay. I got a quarter pounder and, um, feeling real sluggish today. And I had a real healthy day yesterday. I got my 10,000 steps in. And then I end the night by just slamming a quarter pounder and fries. And then the Diet Coke like that matters at that point. It was a a mistake. But the area around Wrigley, I understand they were going to, you know, some of it was just private business coming in there. And some of it was the Cubs ownership, the Ricketts family, building it up with the hotel and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it hasn't been like a neighborhood neighborhood since the mid 90s anyway. So many Cubs, not a lot of Cubs fans, but some people I know were like, oh, the neighborhood's changed. I'm like, well, there's still some of the same places we love. Nisi Lounge is still there. I like the Blarney Stone. Murphy's has always been a fun spot. Bernie's is still there, right? There's still a Cubby Bear. There's still enough of what's always been around. But you got to understand that, you know, things change and it's a bummer when it happens. But for the most part, I feel like that area has been different than Chicago for a long time than the rest of the city, I mean. 
Lakeview, Wrigleyville, those two areas have always had their own feel to them. And they haven't really felt neighborhoody in a long time. It's always been kind of a yuppie hotspot, right? You know, it's not like it's not like a neighbor where you say, oh, there's a bunch of 13 year olds riding their huffy up and down Clark Street. No, it's not. It's not like that. It's, it's a very, you know, expensive neighborhood. I mean, there are families there, but it's not what it used to be. All right. Let me share with you one of my favorite Wrigley Field uh, moments was this was in 2003 regular season game, but a big game. It was a big series. Cubs and Cardinals were duking it out for first place in the central Dusty Baker's first year as a manager. Moises Alou in a big moment. The game was tied 2-2. Kerry Wood was pitching. I think he went seven innings. I think this was in the bottom of the seventh. This went down. So he, he at that point was done, I believe. I think they were already having people warm up in the pen. And Moises Alou, this would have broke the tie, hits a line drive that lands right on the foul line. Chalk comes up. So it was clearly a fair ball. The umpire called it foul. And everyone's like, are you kidding? The whole state and people are freaking out. Like, what? Are you blind? Are you blind? You know, where everyone became John McEnroe. You cannot be serious. Just losing it. They have calm Alou down. He goes to bat. Of course, you know, he's trying to stay chill because he's got to focus on his bat. But he ends up striking out, immediately slams the bat down, starts to scream. They were like, I had to hold him back because they knew he was going to go right back down that third base umpire. The Cubs had a relief pitcher, Antonio Alfonseca. He was the closer for a stretch. He was a, a Marlin originally. He was famous for having six fingers. So I think he had 11 fingers in total, or did he have 12? Someone said he had six toes too. So it was like just a thing he had. Uh, and I remember thinking to myself, man, an extra finger. I think he used some spin on the ball. You know, if he were pitching currently, he could probably doctor up that finger, like, you know, put some foreign substance on it, and then just say to the umps, like, do you really want to touch that gross extra finger? And the umps are like, I don't even want to look at it. When I see it, it makes me sick, you know? By the way, if anyone out there has an extra finger, an extra toe, you're beautiful, okay? I'm, I'm obviously having a little fun right now, all right? But you think it would have got him a little more spin. Maybe he had too much movement because that guy was wild. He was wild. But he goes out there and chest bumps the ump, like ran out there and like belly bumped him. And the ump went back and, of course, we threw him out of the game and Alfonso was suspended. But it was crazy, crazy fun time. It's also the same game where I really realized, oh, I'm going to marry this woman one day. I went with my now wife, you know, we were just dating back at the time and just a couple of, a couple of kids. I think we were like 17, 18 at the time. And, uh, yeah, I, I married my high school sweetheart. Happy about that. Proud of that. I left to go like get, uh, you know, go to the bathroom or something. I come back and she's like, mad. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And she was like that B I T C H over there. She pointed at some Cardinals fan who was running her, running her gums, running her lips. And I'm like, what, what, what you doing? She's like, I should just yelling and being the worst. I, I hate this woman. And then I'm like, so you hate Cardinals fans? She's like, yes, Joe, I hate Cardinals fans. And I'm like, I love you so much. I I, I got like emotional. I think I got teary-eyed, you know, because I realized I'd found the love of my life. I did. And we, to this day, hate Cardinals fans, all of them. Ah, I'm just kidding. Some of them are cool. I'm just messing around. Obviously, I've done crossovers with uh, Lucas from Lockdown Cards. Good dude. It's a good dude. Okay, Cubs fans. Uh, hopefully, the Cubs keep it rolling. Everyone enjoy the off day. Uh, I'll be back on my regular schedule. So you'll be able to hear me Thursday morning on your way to work and we'll be previewing the Dodgers series. So make sure you check that out. Go back and listen to previous podcasts too. If you like stamp comedy, I've got a ton of it on YouTube, youtube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. You guys are the best go Cubs. Check out lockdown today. Everybody get all your sports news. You need in under 20 minutes with the lockdown today podcast. 
Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.